0: Welcome to the podcast of Rainbow Family Christian Center with Pastors Horace and Patricia Drumming. We would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray that you are impacted, inspired, and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's check out today's message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I ask for that song to be sang, prior to preaching this message, because... God is reminding his people that we are to rejoice always, no matter what is going on around us, no matter what situation seems overwhelming. The Bible tells us when my heart is overwhelmed, then lead me to the rock that is higher than i god's trying to get his people on the rock on the solid rock the bible says winds will come and they'll blow and storms will come and rain will beat against that foundation but if you're on a solid foundation not on sinking sand how many of you know what god says will happen to you you'll be standing you will continually be standing. But this is a time when I believe that God is trying to remind his church, you're protected. Somebody shout, I'm protected. I'm protected. Say it, shout it. Say, I am protected. protected. You're protected. You're protected. Go ahead and, and have your seats. And those of you at home, get your Bibles ready. You know, this song that we were singing, uh, most people don't realize, and I'm so thankful for my upbringing in the things of God, and God put godly people across our path. When I started to learn the Psalms, people taught me to sing the Psalms, not just read them, not just quote them, but to sing them. But because if you didn't know, that's really what the Psalms were done—they were songs—and people would sing them. You know, put up Psalm 46 for us, real quick, and you're going to realize what you just finished singing. Was Psalm 46. Now, Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge. And what? He's our strength, a very present help. In times of trouble, in times of need, God says, I'm there. You don't have to worry about a thing. Verse 2 of that same Psalm said, Therefore, we, come on, somebody with me, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, come on a little bit further. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, come on. There is, you were singing this, remember, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of our God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. What is God saying? When everything else seems like it's just flowing the other way, you're going to keep flowing with God. There is a stream. And God wants you to get into the stream. God wants you to get into the flow. God wants you to know that no matter what the trouble is, what the struggle is, what the plight of the nations or the world is, the world is still in God's hand. The earth is still the Lord. The fullness thereof is still God. God is not confused about what's going on. Manda. And that's why God says, "As mankind, don't lean to your own understanding. Don't try to put your confidence in what somebody else may have an opinion about, a, 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 a hypothesis about, a theory about." God says, "There is a sure foundation. It's His Word." Let's go a little further. Verse five: God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. This is why the old saints used to say, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Just at the dawning of a new day. And you will be able to say, this is the day. This is the day that who? The Lord has made. I will... See, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Bible says, "The name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be praised. Praise shall be continually where? In our mouth." mouth. And see, sometimes what happens if we're not careful, we get the murmuring, we get the complaining, we get the talking fear instead of faith. If you're talking faith, faith is going to help you always to rejoice. Now, it, 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 it. It it probably, I don't need to say it, but I know you understand. Faith is coming from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. This is why we're encouraging you, yes, fast. This is why I took time to give you a a lengthy handout about fasting. Some of you probably have never fasted a day in your life. Not something that's meaningful. I remember somebody telling me concerning fasting, and this was a few years back, maybe even a decade. And they said, uh, I'm fasting chewing gum. Yeah, that's kind of the expression that I probably gave them too. You're fasting chewing gum. Folks, I'm I'm, I'm asking you to fast something meaningful. (laughs) Fast something that you know is taking your time. Some of you need to fast social media. You know, if I said to you, can I take your phone for 40 days? Some of you look at me like, Pastor, you have lost your mind. I can't do it. I remember years ago, this is probably again a decade ago, I asked, and I was in the midst of all men, and I said, men, can you fast television for 21 days? And I asked for a short hand, and everybody started to look down. Rather than to be able to look up, they started to look down that I cannot give up television for 21 days. And I'm going to ask some of you, give up television for 40 days and see how we want it to change your life. See how we arrange your thinking. The Bible says you and I are supposed to have what? The mind of Christ. And most of us, our mind is not on God because our mind is on the things of the world. And the things of this world and the lust of this world, and most of you realize if you pick up or, or turn on the television, most of it is trying to slowly and subtly draw you into a mindset that is contrary to the will and the Word of God. Yeah. Most of you cannot watch a program. Trust me, I, look, I, I, I watch television. But I realize show after show after show, is really trying to pull me into the. It's okay to be gay. It's it's okay to live this kind of lifestyle. Uh, you know, uh, even commercials. Yes. Even commercials. Yes. Uh, look, it's okay. Come on, let's let's make a bet. You know, Draft King, or whoever. Let's just make a bet. Let's just gamble our lives to get away. Let's just take a big risk. No, God is not asking you to take a big risk. God is asking you to take a big step of faith. So when I ask you to fast, yeah, I know you go to food, and in and, and, and 40 days, you're not going to fast food for 40 days. You're just not. You're going to have to have some type of at least a liquid substance going into your body at least once a day. Most of us, if we're going to be a complete food fast, it's about three days. And you're going to need to get some sustenance in your body. But what I'm asking you is to, to look at what is your time consumer. Close your eyes for just a moment and let, allow yourself to think. What's the time consumer in your life? What's the time consumer in your life? I don't know if you, your little smart devices help you to see how much time you spend on the internet. How much time you spent on your phone and what category of thing you are doing with it. And some of us are not doing things productive with our phones. And you know what? All people are doing is collecting data so that they can feed you more of it. And what God is trying to do is feed you more faith. More of him. God's trying to get you immersed in the realm of the spirit and out of the realm of the flesh. We don't have time for the things of God. There's not this holy reverence for the things of God anymore. Things that we used to do. That's why I believe that the Book of uh, Revelation, when it got to the Church of Laodicea, said, "Return to your first love." The things that you put off, the things that you didn't now, or you are now not considering as important for your life. You feel like you've got it. Folks, every day you need God. How many of you know you need God every day? Every day you need to draw near to God. And the Bible says, and God will draw near to you. And God says, what will he do? He'll give you strength. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. What does God want his people to be? Unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Some of us have sat down. Some of us have stepped back. Some of us saying, I need a a sabbatical. I I have never seen God tell his people he need a sabbatical. I believe that God has said to people, sometimes you need rest. You need rest. Elijah is an example of a man who needed rest. Why? Because he was distressed. He was depressed. He was at a place where he was deeply troubled. But what did God do? God sent him to a cave. See, sometimes you need to let God send you to a cave so you can learn how to behave. A cave is just a quiet place. A cave is just a secret place. How many of you know God said every one of us ought to develop what? A secret place, a secret closet, a dwelling place with God. A place where it's just you and God. And God says, when you dedicate yourself and your time to him. He'll come in and he'll actively get involved with what you're doing. Let's look at the 6th verse, and then we'll, we'll flip it a little bit. Verse 6, if you could, please. Read, read it with me. The nations raised. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. See, all you need is the Lord, is one word from the Lord, and it'll change everything in life. Some of us have not really wanted to hear the voice of God, though. The Bible says, but my sheep, my sheep, my sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger, and that's where most people are today. They're listening to the voice of a stranger. And God's trying to say, do you know where your secret place is? Do you know where your help is coming from? Do you know how to be protected? I think about the fact, you know, most of us, we have some type of security system, ADT, Vivint, Ring, or whatever. And I'm always conscious of this. Though you see the trouble, though you see the person stealing the package off of your door, it doesn't stop them. Matter of fact, some of them wave at the camera. Howdy. It didn't stop you. It didn't protect. It it, it informed you that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but it didn't stop them. Come on. There there are things that you and I do when we go into various merchants and various banks that we put our money in and et cetera, and we, we hope that they'll protect that information. Look, I've had a credit card that I've had to cancel three months in a row. This particular bank card, when I get the statements, somebody has really gotten into the account, and they they like Disney Plus, they like Hulu, they like Netflix, they like all kinds, Paramount Plus, and it's all on my card. And I didn't do it. But I thought I was protected, yes. so I, I said, "Cancel this card." I I, 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 no, 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 these are not my charges. And the bank says, "Okay," and they cancel the card and they send me a new one. And guess what? Hulu, Netflix, yes. and I thought I was at least the second time I thought I was. Yes. I remember the president of the bank. We we bank over here with M and T called me one day. The president said, "I'm uh, Pastor Drummond." Are you in Italy? And I said, no, ma'am, I'm not in Italy. I'm sitting in my office. She said, I thought so. I thought I saw you this morning. She said, but in Italy, somebody's trying to charge a meal and flowers. And I said, they are a nice person, aren't they? Getting a whole meal and some flowers, too. But I thought I was. How many of you have, you, you, you have these little boxes, little apps that say, "I'm going to protect your password." And all of a sudden, you know, I, I remember just about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, a, a, a telephone carrier that I'm with said, "You need to change everything because we got hacked. All of your information, Is out there. How many of you been in a situation like that? I remember a few years back, Home Depot. You want to know to carry a T-Mobile. I said, "You need to change everything now because we got hacked." But I thought I was. Are you getting my point? There's no real, true protection except the protection that God gives. And you got to learn how to just dwell in Him. Even when I was thinking about this message, I thought about something that happened to us a few years ago on our way to church. And I could just hear God saying to me, Get out of the hammer lane. Anybody know what the hammer lane is? And every now and then, Pastor liked, not every now and then, most of the time, Pastor liked the hammer lane. And I was coming to church. and there was in the car with me, and I was hammering it. And God said, Slow down. And get out of the hammer lane. How many of you know God will speak to you in terms that you understand? I know what hammer lane was, I know what slowdown meant. And so I'm coming up what we call the beltway, I'm on the outer loop. It's important when you hear God's voice that you respond to. So when God said that, that time I was driving this. 7 Series BMW, and I was hammering it, you know, to be driven. That's what they tell me that the BMW is for, to be driven. I kind of like my brother, you know, if they put all of that out there, you ought to be able to finish it, but I, you know you're not supposed to finish it. <laughs> so here's God saying to me, too fast, slow down, move over. So I do that. Decelerate immediately. I move over, and the spirit of the Lord quickens me just as quickly. Get over another lane. How many of you know what the slow lane is? Some of y'all, y'all be fussing at people. You in the slow lane, they in the slow lane. You be boom, boom, move out of the way. Stop talking to people like that. They don't hear you anyway. You need to talk to God. And God needs is trying to talk to you that you are one of those people that if you don't get that under control you are a rager. And the devil is trying to pull you further into that kind of mentality. And so I move over. And as we move over, you know those little spots on the beltway where there is no wall is usually where a state trooper is sitting with a gun. You know, we talk about speed. I'm not talking about the other kind of gun. That's speed gun. Radar. That's what the term that I want to use. But there is no police in this spot. And guess what happens? From the inner loop, this car of someone who apparently fell asleep comes straight across that little open gap. Right over into the hammer lane. Having slowed down. Was able to now see it. And avoid it. How many of you know God is your protection? God is your protection. See sometimes we are not listening to his direction. So that we can get that proper protection in our life. And we're walking sometimes right into the enemy's camp. God loves us. God really, really loves his people. Psalm 91. A lot of you like to say Psalm 91 protection, Psalm 91 protection. But do you really know what Psalm 91 is trying to tell you? Are you really trying to help people to understand what Psalm 91 is all about? Because God is saying, I need you. See, Psalm 91 protection is for people who take direction from God see, if I hadn't taken the direction as I'm driving, that morning, there would have been just a lot of weeping going on. Y'all might not have been crying for me so much. Y'all have been crying for Miss Pat, though. Lord have mercy. And I don't know if we would have been alive or hospitalized, maimed for life. I don't know. But that was an incredibly fast speed that that individual was driving. Lost control, and it just, at just that just that moment, sip right across, and from the inner loop, now he's on the outer loop in the lane. But God, somebody say, but God, but God. Psalm ninety-one. am I'm, I'm just waiting for them to get to Psalm ninety-one because we're gonna go through that just a little bit, and I'm gonna. Like they say hit it and quit it, but I'm gonna give you both barrels this morning. So Amen. tell your neighbor, put your seatbelt on. Amen. <laughs> I want to read it from the Message Bible in its entirety and then we're going to go back from either a New King James or a King James Version and, and kind of break it down. Listen to it in the Message Bible. You who, who, you who sit down in the high God's presence spend the night in Shaddai's shadow say this God you're my refuge I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from the hidden traps. Shields you from the deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, nor disease. Everybody say COVID. COVID. Everybody say cancer. Cancer. Everybody say whatever name, whatever disease. disease. Anything that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Come on. Even though others... Succumb all around. Drop like flies right and left. No harm. No harm. harm. Will even graze you. You stand untouched. Watch it all from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpses. Yes, because God's your refuge. The high God, your very own home. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the doors. Somebody say, the blood. blood. Shout it, "The the blood. Harm can't get through the door. Deaf angel couldn't come through the door because even of the blood of a lamb, how much more shall the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who takes away the sins of the world, how much more shall his blood cover you? Yeah, thank you. That's why when the word says, no weapon formed against you can prosper, every tongue that rise up against you in judgment, God will condemn and prove it wrong, you can stand. Yeah. 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 I don't want to worry about what people say. I don't worry about the little nasty notes. I don't worry about the little nasty stares. I know who God's eyes is on. If his eyes is on the sparrow, I know that God is watching over me, and I'm going to stay steadfast, unmovable, and abounding in the work of God. Some of you stop along the way to try to address foolishness. But in these last days, you don't have time to be stopping with foolishness. You don't have time to be getting involved in the gossip, getting involved in this melee of things and petty things that people are into. you got to stay up in the high places. you got to stay up into the presence of Almighty God. you got to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Look what he did. He said, he ordered his angels to guard you wherever. Come on. Go, go go back to that. Don't, don't go too fast. Don't go ahead of me. We got to stop there for a little minute. Yes, yes. God ordered his angels. How many of you realize what Jesus said about himself? He said, I could have called 10,000 angels. And they would have come and they would have what? Ministered. Now, I don't want you to think about a scripture like that. Jesus said, you can do what I do. And even greater works will you be able to do. If Jesus could call 10,000, trust me, he's given you authority. Say, I have authority. It's not because of your might. It's not because of your strength. It's not because of your ability. It's not because of your education. It's because of the love of Jesus Christ who gave you authority. And he said, whatever you bind on the earth, God said, I got your back. I'll bind it in heaven. And so you have authority. And he ordered the angels, when they call, you respond. So every now and then, I I don't know about you, but I don't like to get on the highway without asking God what encamp the angels all around. Come on, anybody know that old song? Say, Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. Jesus, be a fence around my family. We don't have to sing that a little bit, Amen. Now, I understand that God is trying to help us. So I understand you're protected. Somebody shout, I'm protected. I'm protected. You're protected. Weapons are being formed, but they won't prosper. The devil is busy, and the Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour, but he can only devour those who are ignorant concerning what God has said. You know what God said? My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. This is why I'm saying to you, fasting is important for us. Get to know your God. Talk with God. Walk with God. Meditate in God day and night. Didn't he promise? I will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. He ordered his angels. To guard you wherever you go. Yeah. I laugh every now, now and then here in the church. because I I have what they call armor bearers. And I wonder, if somebody attacked me, what would the armor bearer do? <laughs> 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 I think sometimes the armor bearer might say, Pastor, you're on your own. I love you. But you're your own. <laughs> <laughs> but not the angels of god they'll stand um, you know let me just this is a sidebar let me just tell you if you've ever did a good study of armor bearers in the bible These are people who come and they just stand, they pray with you a lot. They don't just tote your Bible. I know tote is probably not a term you like to use. These are people who understand this is a spiritual battle and you can do more spiritually than you can do physically. See, uh, if if we've done what God has told us to do in our terms of prayer as an armor bearer, I don't care what the weapon is. Look, there was a man who came in a church. Uh, uh, Let me just tell my story then. Folks, I have sat in my office with a person sitting across from my desk with a revolver. But I trust God. I trust God. Now, whatever the devil meant to do that day, he couldn't do it. Whatever thoughts and evil and darkness was on. See, I don't know if you know what pastors go through. To be able to get up and say, hand me that. Rather than to be on the 6 o'clock news because somebody handed it to me in the wrong way. To be able to turn to that person, to be able to pray with them. To help get them the help that they need. Both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. This is why when you get up, folks, you got to know God. You got to know that God's ordering his angels to go good at you, to guard you wherever you go. Nobody goes to work expecting somebody to come into their office with a gun. Nobody gets on a bus expecting somebody to pull a gun and shoot. And it's happening far too often. Happens just right here in the city that God told this church to pray for. Many of you have forgotten White Oak. It hasn't even crossed your mind in the last few weeks. A pastor doesn't say anything about White Oak from the pulpit. It is oblivious to most of you who say you love God. Even when pastor has passionately said to you, every now and then, if you're this close on a Sunday with your fine vehicle, just drive and pray through White Oak. Amen. We'll drive to the restaurant. We'll drive to the recreational places that we like to go, but we won't drive to a place where we can reach a soul. And we say, I love the Lord. God says people who love him, their whole journey is about feeding the sheep, feeding the lamb. See, folks, we are comfortable with feeding our own. Oh, this is my brother, so I'll take care of my brother. Remember how Jesus said, who's my brother? Who's my mother? Who's my sister? You understand where pastor is coming from this morning? We love the protection of God. But do we like the direction of God? Order our steps. Come on, anybody want God to order your steps? Oh, I don't know if you've been paying any attention to what's been happening the white oak, but God's trying to order your steps. Oh, we got time to go to the gym. We got time to lift up a bunch of heavy metal, do a little dance step, call ourselves losing some weight, although we run right to the fast food place and eat some more, put it right back on. Y'all ain't loving me too much this (laughs) morning. I'm going to need an armor bearer in a minute. (laughs) He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. But where is God trying to send his people? Everybody say, go ye. ye. Say it again, go ye. ye. That's been lost in the church. That's been lost in the church. This morning when I was listening to prayers and the only thing that kept rising up in my spirit was the book of Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 about revival. This is Habakkuk praying. There's got to be a revival. Some of you, are really, you don't even know it, don't even recognize you've lost your first love. Some of you that are out there watching and listening, they, you, you've lost your first love. You don't think about going out and, 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 and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You like your select group of people who are mainly Christians. You like hanging with them. You like dining with them. You like kicking it with them but you've got to twist it now. He didn't realize that God is still saying there are highways, there are byways, there are troubled places, there are Jericho roads where people have fallen. They've been beat up, beat down. And we are still okay being those people that passed them by. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan, don't you? You know that that story indicates there are people who come by who all see perhaps the same thing, but their responses are drastically different. And the least likely person, because the Samaritan, if you don't know this term Samaritan in the Bible, Samaritans were considered, and you'll understand this term, half-breeds. Half breeds. In other words, both mother and father weren't Jewish. One was Jewish and the other was, was from a different ethnicity. And so they're not fully embraced. With permission, Miss Pat. I often think about Miss Pat and she would. Sometimes be telling me her upbringing, and she said, yeah, "I was always considered the yellow one. Sometimes you you you're too light. Sometimes for people you're too dark. So, you ain't black enough. Foolishness, real foolishness. But the Samaritan." Although he had been ridiculed by most Jewish people, had compassion. seeing a man who has been beat up, left in the ditch to die. He stops. Everybody say he went out of his way. way. said again, he went out of his way. way. said one more time, he went out of his way. Of his way. Now, rhetorically speaking, This is the last time you went out of your way. This is the last time you were so moved by the Spirit of God, the one who protects you. I said, I'll stop. This man just didn't stop. He got the man up, he came to his rescue. The Bible says, He put the man on his animal. I don't know what type of animal, a donkey, a horse. But he probably had been riding. But he put the man on his animal. And the Bible says he took him so that he could get what? Care. Lift your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, I care. Teach me once again how to care. For all of humanity, every nation, every kindred, every tongue, a rainbow of humanity. That's the heart of God. I've shared this and I'll say it and I keep saying it. Folks, if I go down in history as a black pastor, I miss God's calling. Folks, we don't have to have these caveats in front. We watch the football because it's the first time two black quarterbacks. Why can't it just be quarterbacks? I went to church because it's a black why, why Why do I have to be a black pastor? Why can't I just be a pastor? You understand where we're coming from? Heaven, there's no respect to Jesus. Is no respecter of persons. John three sixteen. Quote it. Go ahead. You guys did good. Everybody get an A. Why don't we be just like that then? Why don't we become just like Jesus? What are you fearing, people? You know, when I went to school in the time of what we call integration, it's like, why do the people fear me? Why are they looking at me like I'm less than? Why am I something animalistic? God didn't put us on the earth to fear each other. Let's go a little further. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Who are we talking about? You don't remember? He's giving his angel what? Charge over you. And if you stumble, they'll catch you. Anybody ever had a stumble and somebody was right there and just, just grabbed you? Yeah. Kept you from falling? That's what God is saying about his angel. They will, he gives them charge over you and they will catch you. They'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. Come on, somebody look at God and say, God, thank you for keeping me upright. God's keeping you upright. He's keeping you from falling. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Come on, let's go a little further. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes. Now, I don't particularly want to just walk through the snakes. I'm not going out there looking for snakes. I ain't looking for no lion. But even if I have to go through it, I will go through it. You'll walk unharmed among the lions and the snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. Get out of my way. Come on. When the devil comes in, you need to know that you can kick the devil out your way. The devil is supposed to be where? Under your feet. You're protected. You're protected. Just remember, you're protected, but you're also directed. And where is God trying to direct you? Into his dwelling place. God wants your undivided attention. And we're too divided. We're all over the place, all willy-nilly everywhere. God is saying, come on, seek my face. Don't just come to God seeking his hand all the time. What can you give me, God? What can you give me, God? What can you give me, God? Do you understand when I when you have people who you know appreciate you for you? They don't want anything from you. Matter of yeah. fact, even if you tried to offer them something, they would say no. They just love you. That's God. He says, Come, 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 come get to know me. Come talk with me. Come, let's let's just break bread together So that you can walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the past. Take me down further, please. If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of... Come on, come on, help us. If you will hold on to me for dear life, says God, I will get you out of... get you out of any trouble. God will bring you out of any struggle. This is why we use the expression, God will pull you through if you can stand the pull. What the pull is, is going to pull you away from things that have consumed your day. This is what fasting is about. God's trying to pull you away from what is consuming your day. How many of you know what God is? God is a consuming fire. And God wants you to be consumed with the fire of his Holy Spirit. God wants you to be consumed with his word because you will then be meditating in that word, what? Day and night. If you hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me. you only just take time to get to know and trust me I share a story about a young boy that I was in school with and I was in sixth grade yes I can remember when I was in the sixth grade I won't call his name he's still alive and maybe hurt if he hear me call his name but he didn't like me I don't know why you, have you ever had gone to school with some kids and they just didn't like you. you don't even know why. You didn't really have any a whole lot of interaction with them socially but they would just say, I don't like you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, some of you work with people on the job that just, just don't like you. They just don't like you. You go to school with them so this guy he didn't like me. And he would say to me every time he saw me, I'm going to break you into a thousand pieces. I didn't even know what a thousand pieces looked like. And I'm thinking, man, (laughs) folks, sixth grade, kind of come with me now, sixth grade, I'm going to break you into a thousand pieces. I share with you, you might call it cowardice. I called it wisdom. I didn't go home right away after school. I stayed and helped the teacher. Why? Why? Because this guy said, it was Medea. You know, Medea, I'll see you at three o'clock. <laughs> Just wait till three o'clock. And I was like, well, three o'clock, Miss Teacher? You need some help? <laughs> teacher would say, yeah, clean the blackboard. I was the best backboard, blackboard cleaner there in the school. They, they, you know those little chalk things that you need to add the bump and get all the dust out? I was good at it. <laughs> and you think that if I stayed for at least 30 minutes, this person would be going home. Surely they are hungry and need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Hey, <laughs> Pastor, why are you telling us this story? Is there sometimes where people just don't like you? And you got to get your mind stayed on God and he'll get you out of any kind of trouble. Here's the other parent about this. I know this guy quite well now because God will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. You might say, well, that was because y'all was just young and dumb, SOS, stuck on stupid, and maybe so. But you know what? We're okay now. You don't ever start talking about breaking me into a thousand pieces. <laughs> Matter of fact, we've found we both have the one who created us. We've discovered what our God-given purpose is. Your God-given purpose, my God-given purpose, is not to break somebody into a thousand pieces. My God-given purpose is not to keep cleaning chalkboards. <laughs> but preaching the word so their lives get clean so their hearts are clean uh, 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 everything about us is coming out like pure gold but it takes God to get you there say God is my protector." protector God is your protector let's go on a little bit further I don't think I'll get to the King James version of it Alfred are you with me you read out. Read out loud so everybody there that's watching can hear you. Because you got to read loud. Whoa! Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party, don't stop. And God said, This is what I'll do. When you call me, I'm going to answer. I'm going to be by your side. How many of you realize there are times when you go through bad times, you can't find a friend? I remember Dr. Parson standing on this pulpit one time sharing her testimony about things that were going, just as we would say, going south on a job, going south in a personal life. And she said, and I thought that I had close friends. Remind me of the story of Job, oftentimes. But you, you, you thought, you, matter of fact, you would think that Job's wife would be the closest friend, and all she's doing is saying, Curse God and die. And I love what Job responded to. He said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. This is where it got to Psalm 91 it said, I'm talking about people. See, when you keep saying Psalm 91 over you, You might want to tell people that Psalm 91 is over you when you learn how to trust in the Lord. It's not just over you because you say it. We're becoming too casual with the word, and I guess my pastor is trying to tighten you up with this. It's going to be, we're making people casual with it. That's something that God is requiring of his people in these last days. One of the key things is to get back to a place of reverence. The Bible uses sometimes this word fear, but it doesn't mean that you're trembling and shaking, but it does mean that you reverence God, that he's God. That apart from him, I can do. Everyone needs Jesus. I don't care about how much education you have or don't have. What I care about Is do you know Jesus? I don't care about how much money you have or don't have. I care about whether you know Jesus. I don't care about how black you are, white you are, red you are, yellow you are. Do you know Jesus? Because he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Call him. Call him. You don't even have to have Wi-Fi. Call him. You don't have to have one of these telephone hookups that cost you 50, 60, 70, or whatever your amount. You can call him for free, and he'll answer. He'll answer. Bad times. Anybody ever had bad times? Mm -hmm. I'm there with you. But I every time I've called God, He's answered. I've called him, and I'm encouraging you this morning, call him. He will answer. Some of you might be getting bad times right now, but God's trying to tell you, I will protect you. I will bring you out of that trouble. I'll bring you out of that struggle. I'll bring you out of that sickness. I'll bring you out of that disease. I'll bring you out of that pandemic. Because a lot of people, when see, pan meant, you know, like in the camera, pan. You could probably best explain what panning is when it comes to photography. So pandemic meant that it was going to be worldwide. But what the panning did is put people into panic. Which means we became fearful. And how many of you know God has not given you a spirit of fear? What has he given you? Power, love, sound mind. God says, I'll rescue you. Anybody been rescued? I've been rescued. And the Bible says God will throw you a party. I love the way Eugene Peterson breaks this down. Yeah, I know you say my Bible don't read like that. It's just folks you're reading from a message Bible. You are reading from a translation that's trying to break it down so you don't get it twisted. Come on, Alfred, you got another scripture for me? I'll give you a long life. I'll give you a long drink of salvation. How many of you know it's good to be saved? Let me tell you. I'm going to speak to some young people here. Don't you keep waiting to give your life to Christ. Don't you keep thinking that you should live this way and that way and tomorrow, later on, when I get, no, everybody say right now, now. say right right now, God wants you to give your life to him right. I love the fact that when I read the Bible and I go through the historical look at it and say, how old were these characters that I'm reading about in the Bible? You remember a uh, few weeks ago, I was preaching about a young boy named David. How many, how many of you know how old we estimate that David was when that, this is happening to him? Thirteen. Slaying giants at thirteen. Folks, I'm looking for some children that want to slay some giants at 13 who want to be like Jesus at the age of 12, going up into the temple, breaking the word open and confounding those who thought they were so wise. Because he, he knew who his father was. His mom and his father come running in there. Where were you? He said, you knew I had to be with my father. I'm talking about children that when you go into the room, they are not all over the social media. They are in the Word. They love the Lord with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their strength. Parents, you can trust God that your children can get there. You know, Yinka said something very important this morning. He said, I want to be a good steward. He may not have used the word, but I want to be a good steward. I want to be a papa that the Bible calls me to be. I want to be that papa that don't provoke his children to anger but brings them up in the admonition and the nurture of God's Word. See, folks, you can buy your kids all of the Nikes you want, all of the games, all of this, and some of you, you just overspend. You ain't even got places to put them toys anymore you're all frustrated, and you bought them. Put these things up. Put it. You bought it. You brought all that clutter up in there. And you know what? It's kind of like what we learned about our nieces and nephews at Christmas. They like the wrapping paper more than they like the toys. So I said to Ms. Pat, let's just give them wrapping paper. She is not in full agreement with me yet, but... I'll give you a long life. Your children don't want, need all of that stuff, folks. It's just, I'm just simply saying what they need most. What you're trying to give, I understand. You're trying to give them love, and you feel like I got to give them more than what I had when I was growing up. Well, the more that you need to give them is more of Jesus. It's not more of material things. It's more of Jesus. I didn't have as much of Jesus as I needed. And it wasn't material things that I needed. It was more of Jesus. Jesus parents, I'm going to say this to you. Stop all that fussing. Stop all the fussing. Some of your children can't receive from you because you don't know how to present it. Come on. Let's let's imagine the restaurant. Table's gone. But table's here. Your server comes out here. Boom. Anybody ever went to a restaurant and they say, what do you want? It's a restaurant. I want to eat. What you want? You ready? Didn't even say hello. Good morning. Good evening. My name is. What you want? I'll come back. 30 minutes later, you know what you want now? Now, parents, I'm going to flip it now. Sometimes we're presenting to our children in such a mean way that they can't get the message because of all of the stuff and the way you present it. The Bible says a soft answer is what turns away wrath. I get pretty excited when I preach the Word. But when I try to deal with people, I always try to make sure... Pastor, do you have a soft voice? And I'm not talking about the tonality. I'm not talking about being baritone-based or tenor or anything like that. I'm just, do you know how to just answer in a soft way? I, I, I love being here during the course of the day, and I love it because of the children that are here. I love the fact that there are times where a pastor's been on the floor because he's getting so many hugs from little kids, I mean, they, they rolled me over. But it's good. I mean, it's really, really, really good. If you ever notice, Pastor, when he works with your children, talk with your children, that's the time that I find myself on my knees more than any time, other than when I talk to Jesus. Why? I don't want to seem like a towering giant over the children. I want them to be able to see me eyeball to eyeball. And to be able to know your pastor loves you. I want them to do right. I want them to live right. I want them to act right. But I know this. I can't come at them angrily. I must come with what Jesus is. A gentle spirit. The Bible says about you and I. It says we're supposed to be what kind And what? Tenderhearted. One toward another. Parents. I don't know how I got here. Yes, I do. The Holy Spirit took me down this road. Parents, you cannot just everything that you say to your child is fussing. Close your eyes. Lift your heads toward God and say, Father, forgive me for every harsh word that I've ever spoken to any of my children. Teach me tenderness. Teach me gentleness. Teach me to operate by the fruit of your spirit. Amen. You're all right. I didn't say that to condemn you. But God wants to convict us and then reshifts us. God will give you a long life and a long drink of salvation. Help me finish it up, Alfred. God's your protector. He's surrounding you with his favor like a shield. I'm going to ask him if he can, as quickly as he can, can you find a Fred Hammond song that says, Jesus will be a fence all around you every day. I, yeah, it'll make you bounce a little bit and make you jump a little bit, but it's so true. When I was a child and I heard the saints sing this song, I was like, what are they talking about? How many of you, were, when you were a child, you you, you songs that your parents saying you didn't know what they were talking about until you started finding it in the scriptures. And what is Jesus saying? I will be a refuge for you. I will be a fortress for you. I will be a shield and a buckler for you. And then I had to remind myself, do you know what a shield and a buckler is? You're a military guy. See, a shield, you understand a shield covers your entirety. You've seen pictures of people with the shield. But do you know what a buckler is? See, a buckler, similar to a shield, but it's small. The buckler is sometimes, I I would say probably about 18 inches, generally circular, and it's made like a glove to fit because you are going to close contact with your enemy. Somebody say, ye do I walk walk." through the valley valley." And and the shadow. You're getting up close. But you've got a buckler. So even if they strike out at you, you're still able to block. I mean, you know, the Bible says God will help you to get past all of the fiery darts, all of the trickery of the devil. Why? Because he's going to protect you. You don't have to be afraid. God's got you. God's given you weapons that are not carnal, but mighty through God, and you can pull down strongholds. So God said, even if he's up and close to you, you got a buckler. Even if it's from a distance and he's sending fiery dart, you got a shield covering you. Jesus will be a fence all around you. Jesus. If you know Jesus, stand to your feet. If you know him and you've given your life to him, stand to your feet. If you're at home and you're viewing and you know Jesus, stand to your feet and give him glory. You know, I, I believe I'm preaching to mostly believers in here, but I'm trying to encourage the believer to believe God, to trust God, and to know God is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And lo, the Bible says he will be with you even to the end of the ages. Hallelujah. I want you to get some joy in you. Amen? Why why do I want joy in you? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, and you need to learn how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And what does God tell us to do? He says rejoice. How I many of you know you've got good instructors? Good instructors repeat what they just said. And again, I say, Rejoice. that's Scripture. That's the Word of God. But perhaps there is somebody viewing. There is somebody perhaps standing, and you're standing, but you're still not sure. I want everybody to just say with this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, believe. I, believe. I believe. I believe that you, that you are, are the Son of God. Son of God. I believe. That I need you in my life. And I invite you to come into my life. Come into my heart. Save me. Keep me. Protect me. Surround me with your favor like a shield. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Let's sing this song to the glory of our Lord. Amen. Come on, brother. Help me. Come on. Clap your hand. Move your feet. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know how you are in the club. Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. Jesus I want you to protect me every Yes Yes Lord Yes Lord Yes Lord Lord be a fence all around me every day Jesus be a fence all around me every day Jesus, I want you to, as I travel along the way. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can join me. Lord, be a fence all around me every day. Yes. Each and every day. That you would guide me. Yes, Lord. All around me every day. Every day. Shout it. Jesus, be offense. All around me every day. Jesus, I want you as I travel along the way. I know you can. I know you will fight my battles if I keep still. She'll be a fence all around me every day. Yes, it does. In my, <laughs> but we can't let the flood <laughs> every day. Help me, church, Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. Jesus, I want you to protect me as I travel along the way. I know you can. I know you will. Fight my battle. Just be still and know all around me Jesus region a Jesus, be a fence. Jesus, be a fence. Jesus be offense Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Jesus be offense Protection. 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 Along the way. Protection, protection, Protection. Protection. Along along the way, along the way, along the way, along the way, protection, strong tower, my family, along the way, Jesus be a fence, Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Protection, protection, protection. Protection. Along the way, protection. Salvation, strong tower. Along the way, along the way, along the way, along the way. Jesus be a fence Jesus be a fence Jesus be a fence Jesus be a fence protection a strong tower protection along the way my family my family along the way Protection. My protector. Along the way. My family. My children. My brother. Along the way. Jesus be a fence. Jesus be a fence. Protection. 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 Along the way. Along the way. Along the way. Protection. My family. Your family. Along the way. My children. Your children. My sister. Along the way. My brother, my mother, my father, along the way, my family, your family. Jesus, be offense. Jesus, be offense. Jesus, be Jesus, be offense. Glory, yeah. Jesus is your fence all around you every day in every way. Bless coming in, bless going out, bless in the city. Blessed in the field, blessed in the suburbs, blessed. And everything that you put your hand to, the Bible says, shall be blessed. You are a blessing. Same word that God spoke to Abraham, or Abram as he were at that time. He said, Go. God's going to bless you. And in the return, be a blessing. We want to be a blessing to you right now. <laughs> Perhaps you got a little note that says, worry, we got a lot of food. Stop, get some. Fruits and vegetables, we got plenty of. I was stacking fruits and vegetables and ice cream till 8 o'clock last night. Yeah. Our cup is running over. Maybe you don't need it, but maybe you know a family that needs it. So, if you go get your cars, just come around to the rear entry or Called the garage area. Amen. All we want to do is just, we just want to know the names of families that we're supplying it to. It just helps us numbers, really. It's not so much a name, it's just the numbers, so that we continue to write grants. And, you know, um, I want you to be praying for this organization called Target, you know, the one with the little dog. That's the one that's blessing us so much right now we probably got 40 pallets of food over the course of this week alone from Target. Many ministries that were just to the bare bones, they've been able to come and they were able to drive out of here with their cups running over as well this week. Many of you were here on Tuesdays and Thursdays of this week and you were helping to pack carts and crates mean good stuff, smoothie stuff, <laughs> fruits and vegetables, the vegetable group, and it's all because of the goodness of the Lord, so you come on back, and as Pat said, chicken, I always say it's rooster, but you, you, yeah, just kidding, just kidding, but we want to bless you, so do that, those of you on the viewing audience, I don't know if streaming is still going or they've cut it, um, come on and see us this week. Come on back to the house of the Lord. Let's worship the Lord together and lift this holy name. Amen. Love you. God bless you. Thanks again for joining us today. Here at Rainbow Family, our mission is to love God, love people, and change the world. If you would like to partner with us in any way, we encourage you to visit our website at rainbowfamilychristian.org.